Badger Nation, we are back. College basketball is back at it. The Badgers back in the Kohl Center, rocking the Kohl Center. They are still playing football, of course, so we can't forget that. Packers are still going. Bucks are going. There's a lot of sports happening, but, you know, we're just here to cover it. We're here to cover the Wisconsin news. Trajan, how are we feeling this week? Um, We're feeling good, I guess. Badger football sucks. Um, Packers still not very impressive. Badger basketball, we saw a pretty good first game there against Arkansas State, 105 points. That was impressive. And now we have Tennessee coming up tomorrow. That should be a pretty good game at the Cole Center, number nine, Tennessee, coming to town. That's going to be a good game. Badgers back this weekend. Hopefully see something a little bit better. Packers, we just hope to see improvement every week. So it's a good time in Wisconsin sports right now. All right, so let's start off with the Packers. So their week nine game, they took on the Rams, and they actually managed to pull off a win, Trish, and they pulled off a 20-3 to win. What did you see in that game? They pulled off the win, but I still – it was one of those games where um, the Rams were without Matthew Stafford in that one, so that helped out a lot. Uh, the defense still played pretty good in that game. Jordan Love had a little bit better of a game. A lot of check down passes, though, so we haven't seen him get consistent on the deep ball yet. I think that's still a problem he's got to work through. Right now, you know, you take them how you can get them. I thought there was some improvement, but at the same time, I thought there were still the mistakes that we've been seeing in the past now carrying over into this one once again. And it's us mistakes that need to be avoided. So, I mean, improvement every week. I don't really see this team. They're three and five right now. I don't see this team finishing with more than six, seven wins. I really don't. So I'm just looking for every week, seeing something that they can build off of every week, week in and week out, something that they can build off of as a team. That's fair. That is fair. All right. So week 10, the Packers are taking on the Steelers. What is your thoughts for this game and predictions? Well, the Steelers' offense isn't great. The Packers haven't won in Pittsburgh in a very long time. Um, And I don't know what to expect out of Jordan Love in this game. Packers' defense is doing A-OK. Steelers' defense is pretty darn good. That is going to be a true test to this offense for the Packers. Can they get something going against a pretty good defense? from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. I, you know, I've said it about the past couple games for the Packers. I think they could pull it out, but they're going to have to play. It's going to have to be a mistake-free game for the Packers to pull one out here. And I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. I mean, if they do great, if they can avoid some of the simple, silly penalties, I think they have a better chance, but I just don't think they're there yet to be able to take the Steelers out at home. All right, all right. So what do you think Packers, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. What do you think the Packers are going to end their season record-wise? We're ha- we're over. We're just over the halfway mark. I'll give them six or seven wins. Six or seven okay. wins is about where I'm at with the Packers. I think they went through, they went through the easy part of their schedule, I think, personally, with the Bears, Falcons, Saints, they had the Lions, but then the Raiders, Broncos, Vikings, Rams, then the Steelers. I think it's going to get a little bit tougher here on out. 
You're going to have the Chargers, then the Lions, Chiefs, Giants. I think they should be able to win that game, but you never know. Buccaneers is going to be a tough one for them. Panthers, you don't know with Bryce Young. And then the Vikings, they got Josh Dobbs now. Dobbs is playing pretty well for the Vikings. So I got in that one, it's going to be a tough one. And then the Bears to end it. So I'm looking six or seven wins for this Packers team. I think that would be a great uh, a great finish for the Packers after what we've seen this season. Okay. All right, let's move over to the Bucks. So as of right now, the Bucks have lost two games on the season. They are playing the Pistons right now as we're recording this, so we won't know that game yet. But then tonight, they're taking on the Pacers. Trajan, what have you seen out of the Bucks so far this season? Has anyone secretly impressed you? I haven't been impressed by anybody, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think Jay Crowder and Bobby Portis have played well off the bench for the Bucks. I've been impressed with those two off the bench. Beach Camp's got a little bit bigger of a role. I've been a little bit impressed with him. But, I mean, Giannis, Dame, those two, I think there's still bumps in the road right now for the starting five for the Bucks. I haven't been impressed with Beasley in the starting lineup for the Bucks. We haven't seen a lot out of Middleton. He's still on the minute restriction. I think that's holding the Bucks back a little bit. Um, and I just, I mean, nothing has really surprised me with the Bucks. I guess I could say. I mean, I expect Giannis to go for 26, averaging 26 a game. I expect that. Dame, I expect 20, 25, whatever it is in there. I think Chris will be around that same mark. So nothing's really blowing me out of the water right now with the Bucks team. I think they're they're actually, I think they got a little bit worse on the defensive end. And I think that their offense is still out of sorts at times. I don't think they're truly running a great offense the way that it's looking. Uh, I think they have too many times where Giannis wants to go one-on-one, where Dame wants to go one-on-one, where it's a lot of holding the ball. I think there's not a lot of movement in their offense at times, too much stagnant play. And I think that's really affecting the Bucks right now. Um, early on, I think they, I mean, you know, new head coach coming into the system here. I mean, you have, besides the addition of Damian Lillard and a couple of other guys, you still have your core there, but that core is so used to being ran by Budenholzer and what Budenholzer's philosophy was. Now you're changing philosophies over to Adrian Griffin. It was going to be a change. But I just expected it to be a little bit quicker, I guess, than what it is. And I think we're not really going to know until about a third of the way through the season where we're sitting with this Bucks team. If they're And on paper, they look fantastic. They were picked to be an NBA Finals. I mean, they were the number one uh, contender for it. And right now, I don't see them as the number one contender. I could pick a couple more teams that I could see taking the Bucks out. I mean, just out of the West and even in the East. I think there's a couple teams in the East that could take the Bucks out. So. That's where I'm at with this Bucks team right now. Is I just don't think they've put it all together yet. You look at their wins, their close wins. You look at their losses, their, I mean, blowout losses. You look at the Hawks-Raptors losses there, 130 to 111. Hawks beat them 127 to 110. I mean, they got close at the end, but that was about it. Their wins so far this year, the Nets, the Knicks, the Heat, and the 76ers, all struggling teams. The 76ers, they won by one on opening night, beat the Heat by eight beat the Knicks by five, and then the Nets, they just pulled it out at the end there by four. So, I mean, all close wins and all blowout losses so far. So that's where I'm thinking this this team needs a little bit to get all uh, together in that sense. All right. Let's run through their games that they have coming up this next week. Tell me win or loss. So 
tonight, Bucks Pacers. That should be a win. Bucks Magic on Saturday. That should also be a win. The Bucks Bulls on Monday. Where's it at? Uh, it is in Milwaukee. That's a win. Bucks Raptors for Wednesday night. That's a win. Raptors beat them in the first one. It'll be a win in the second. All right, all right. So they did win their first game in the NBA in-season tournament in their group play. That was against the Knicks. Their next game for group play is going to be the Hornets on Friday, November 17th. Yeah, it's like, this is, it's kind of weird. That's all I can say to it. It's kind of weird. I kind of, I kind of like that they have it spaced out though, so that you're not like playing all your games and then you have your champion, like you kind of get to figure things out. before. Yeah, but I don't like their courts. Did you see the court that the Bulls had for that their opening game of the in-season tournament all red? My eyes hurt yeah. just trying to watch. I mean, like sometimes it's like too much. You know, like I watch those games where Oregon plays, and I, I mean, I like the thing that they attempted with the trees on the court, that look that they went for. But at the same time, it's an eyesore. I really, it, it really does after a while start to pain my eyes just watching it. So. It's a weird new thing. I hope it works out well. I think it's a good idea, but it's just weird. I mean, to think of, like, you just played the Knicks. That was an in-season in tournament game. Then you're going to have, like, five, six, seven games, whatever it is, in between your next time where you play another in-season tournament game. And it's like, oh, that's, you know, it's weird to keep track of what game is means what in along the way there. And all of a sudden you have to turn it up for one game because now you're like in playoff mode and then you back off in the next one because now you're in regular season mode, you know? You don't, I mean, players have those modes to them where they kind of pick it up when they have to, slow it down when they have to. You can't tell me that these guys all go balls to the walls all the time. It's not like the NFL where they're always going balls to the walls. It's not like the MLB where the pitcher's always giving it everything he's got or the hitter's trying to hit it out every single time. I mean, you look at some of these NBA guys, they're dogging it. They have moments where they're dogging it in the game, and that's where I think it's just interesting to see the different modes that's going to put a player in throughout the season. True, true. All right, let's move over to Badger football. So the Badgers were defeated by Indiana this past weekend. It's a sad, sad day for Badger Nation. We hate to see it. Trajan, what do you think was the biggest reason Wisconsin lost that game? They came out flat. They came out of the tunnel, and it just seemed like they weren't really there. You know, you you prepare all week. You try to uh, put a good game plan in, and you should feel great about your game plan. So when you come into the building, you're hyped up. You're ready to rock and roll. Everything's going right, and it just didn't seem that way. It didn't seem like Brandon Locke was ready for this game. It You know, you're without Braylon Allen. You're without Shimmery DK. Lucy's been out for a while. I mean, this team just came out flat, didn't look like themselves. Brayden Locke had a couple of lackluster um, uh, plays that he was in on. He had a couple of play-action plays where our run POs, or RPOs, where he should have gave it, he held on to it, or he held on to it, he should have gave it. And, I mean, just different scenarios throughout the game. It just didn't seem like this team was ready to go. And I think that was a big killer for me, was watching just how flat they came out. Like, they weren't ready for this Indiana team, a mediocre Indiana team. I mean, it wasn't like it was a great Indiana team. It's starting to frustrate me 
with Luke Fickle, with Phil Longo, is I understand that it's a transition year, but I, I get it. If you lose to a team like they lost to Washington State earlier, that was a surprise. And then they lost to Ohio State. I get that one. Maybe even Iowa. But you just lost to Indiana, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. I mean, they played some good games, but they're one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. So what's the excuse for that one? Because the excuse I hear from a lot of fans is these aren't Luke Fickle's recruits. I don't care that they're not Luke Fickle's recruits. That it doesn't doesn't matter. You're the head coach of the football team. So whoever's on your team, that's who you coach. That's who you, whether they are an air raid team, they're built to be an air raid team, or they're built to be a running team, you build your team around that for that season. You can't just, I mean, you're. why would you call a play? I mean, you're like, I'm trying to cook potato soup, but I don't use potatoes in the soup. And I end up making chicken noodle. That's what the Badgers are trying to do right now. They're, they're trying to run an air raid offense. They don't have the ingredients for an air raid offense, like they've told us. So instead of making something else, they still try to make it happen. And they end up with something completely different. And that's where the, back, the Badgers are at right now. Is they just, I mean, just all over the place. I, I'm not impressed with what I'm seeing in Madison right now out of this Badger football team. That's fair. That's fair. So this weekend, the Badgers are taken on Northwestern. What do you think is going to be the outcome of that game? The Badgers should win that game. They, I mean, looking at the two teams, Wisconsin is, uh, in my opinion, the better of the two teams. But it would not surprise me one bit if Northwestern won that game. Now, it's at Camp Randall, so that should give the Badgers the boost in this one. Northwestern, though, some, I mean, they played a pretty good game against Maryland. Maryland's not a terrible team. They lost to Nebraska 17-9, lost to Iowa 10-7. I mean, everybody loses to Iowa by a score of 10-7 or whatever it is. Low scoring is crap. But this Northwestern team can jump on you. They have, right now, Bryant Forum at quarterback. He's throwing for three, uh, 926 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. They have a decent running game behind Porter there. A good wide receiving core with Kurtz there. He's got 507 yards through the air. On the season. That's impressive stats out of him. But this Northwestern team can jump on the Badgers. The Badgers are going to have to play mistake-free football. Just like I said with the Packers before, I'll hold it true with the Badgers here. Braden Locke is going to start this game. Braden Locke needs to mentally be there. I am starting. I really gained faith in Braden Locke, and then I lost it really fast. When I watched that Indiana game, I lost my faith in what Braden Locke has. This team doesn't have the makes to go out there and score me a touchdown when I need it. They don't have the makes for that. I don't know what Braylon Allen's injury report's going to be for this week, where he's going to be at. I don't know where Shimmery DK's at. Tanner Mordecai, I feel like when he comes back, the spot's back to him. I mean, he's going to get his quarterback spot back because I just don't trust what Braylon Locke's doing right now. I don't think he's fit for what they're trying to do with him at the moment. I think he's got a little bit of growing to do. So I do think if Tanner Mordecai comes back, I think it's his job. But I think as of right now, Brayden Locke will start this Saturday. 
it's going to be it's they will need to play mistake free football. That's where I'm at with the Badgers right now. I'd agree with that. They definitely need to play. They almost need to play like they did against Ohio State, where they knew they had nothing to lose. I mean, most likely they weren't going to beat Ohio State. Everyone knew that, but they played like they had nothing to lose. They played like, hey, we could maybe we could maybe win this, make this into a game. And they haven't played like that since then. I thought that would be a game changer for them when they played pretty well against Ohio State, and they just haven't done that. Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, you play you play like you did against Ohio State, against Northwestern, Indiana, Iowa, any of these teams that you've lost to. I mean, you haven't lost Northwestern yet. But I, you win those games. I mean, they played well against uh, Ohio State. It's just the defense of Ohio State put them uh, back a little bit. And I think, like you said, I mean, you play a game like that against Northwestern, you're going to win that game just like you played against uh, Iowa or any of those other teams there. So uh, they have to put together a complete game. That's where I think they're losing it right now. They struggle early on. They struggle at the end. I think they need to, They really need to focus and emphasize putting a complete game together in this one, not trying to overcomplicate the game, keeping it simple. I agree with that. I agree. So, Jordan, Badger basketball is back. Are you excited? How do you feel about it? I'm, I'm excited to see what this season holds for the Badgers. I think they have a lot of depth now. And I think this Badger team is poised to put a run on. You mean they have more than their starting five and half a bench player? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at the Arkansas State game there, watching that one, they went, uh, I'm pretty sure they went about 12 deep at one point on the bench there. Blackwell, Winter, Ilvers, Gilmore, they had in season uh, until he got injured. McGee, Isaac Lindsley. They, had, they went deep on the bench there, and I think that's a good thing to see out of this Badger team is the depth that they are going to possess in this season. You look at the guys who played big minutes in this one, Crowell had 19 minutes, Wall had 14, got in some foul trouble there. Klesman went 18 minutes, Storr went for 24, Chucky played 31. But you look at the bench, 14 minutes from Winter, 19 minutes from uh, Marcus Silvers, Gilmar played 12, 15 minutes from John Blackwell, 17 minutes from Lindsey, and seven minutes from McGee. A season played in five, but if he would have been, if he would have stayed healthy throughout the game, you can imagine he'd be up in the 10, 15, whatever it was range in this one. The Badgers went deep and they played guys off. The, I mean, you went five, seven, seven deep at one point in this game. I mean, it was quite the showing that the Badgers put on there that they are not afraid to use their bench and they don't lack scoring off the bench now. I think that's a big thing for the Badgers. Blackwell went for 12 off the bench. Lindsey had eight. I mean, you look at a season, he had four before he got injured. Nolan Winter went for six. Gilmore had four. All guys that uh, contributed in the score column, I don't think they lose a lot going to the bench now as much as they did last year. It was good to see Isaac Lindsey play uh, basically as much time he did the entire second half of the season last year in one game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, like you said, I mean, it definitely doesn't hurt them anymore to go to the bench. Like, that's good to see. Whereas last year, like, if you had to go to your bench at all, uh, it was not so pretty for the Badgers. So coming up, like you said, tomorrow night, the Badgers are taking on Tennessee. It's an 8 o'clock game. Uh, Trajan and I will for sure be up watching the game. We hope all of you Wisconsin fans out there are watching as well. Trajan, what do you think the Badgers need to do against a talented volunteer team? 
watching that first game there for Tennessee, uh, Connect was a huge key to that team. Uh, Dalton Connect went for 17 in that first game. He's a 6'6 guard, pretty good at going one through five. He can play all the positions. A pretty good driver, can ring it up from downtown. He's got all the keys. Um, other than that, I think they're going to have to keep uh, Vus- uh, Vescovi. They're going to have to keep him under wraps in this one. Didn't do a lot of scoring in that first one, only two points in their first game there, but he is still a scorer. and They're going to have to really keep him honest out there at the three-point line. Uh, Jordan James, another guard for the Volunteers, also big-time player, likes to get downhill. Likes to get to the rim and rebound, so they're going to have to watch out for Josiah Jordan James there. And then also looking at Jordan Ganey, another guard for him, 14 points in their first game of the year there. He's an impressive three-point shooter. They have, they're they a pretty good three-point shooting team. That's where the Badgers have to really be poised and smart with running them off the three-point line, but then playing help side defense, getting back, switching when they have to working around small screens and everything else and keep them honest on the court there, try to force turnovers from this Tennessee team. I think Wisconsin can win. I think Wisconsin can win this game. Okay. It's not going to be easy, but Wisconsin can definitely, I think they can definitely hang with this um, Tennessee team. I think in this one, you're going to have to see a lot from Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall. I think the Badgers have the height advantage in this one. You look at Adu, he's sitting at 6'11". Other than that, they get small when they go around there. Work with the ball screens, get some of the mismatches, work in the post, get the guards going downhill and work the offense. I think that's going to be big keys for the Badgers against Tennessee. Yeah, I think it'll also be good for the Badgers to get tested early because they they should have a pretty talented team this year. So test it out early, see what their problems might be. And then they'll play a couple games. So after that, they're going to play Providence. And then they have Robert Morris. You can figure out in those two games what you did wrong against Tennessee, depending how on how the Tennessee game goes. So I think this is a great test for the Badgers early on. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a big game for the Badgers to try and see what they really do have. We saw an impressive showing against um, – Arkansas State there, but I think we can still see a little bit more from this Badger team. So it's going to be, like you said, a big test for the Badgers. Hopefully we will see some fireworks there at in Madison for that one. Oh, yeah. Badgers in the top 25. They get a win over Tennessee. <laughs> they got a tough stretch to start the season. That's definitely the truth with that. I mean, you have Tennessee coming up on Friday. And then you're going to be taking on the likes of Providence and then Robert Morris. Then you're going to play Virginia right after that one. Then you have Marquette and Michigan State and Arizona back to back to back. So you're going to have a loaded up schedule right there. Three games in a row. This could be a make or break time for the Badgers. So we're going to have to see it out of them here early if you can at least make it a good loss. I mean, you got to be able to take a couple of these games here, but at least make them good losses. Don't make it a blowout loss or anything like that. I think the Badgers can take a lot of these games here, and it's going to be fun to watch this Wisconsin team out there against some pretty good talent there. I would definitely agree with that. So, Trajan, who are you most excited to watch this season for the Badgers? 
You can pick I, a returning player and then pick an, let's pick a returning player and a new player. Tyler Wall is going to be a big one for the starting lineup from last year. I think he has a lot to prove. Last year he got injured early on, and I think that affected him the rest of the year. So I think he's got a big turnaround for him trying to see what he can do out there on the court in his fifth season that he was granted. I think another guy who's going to be fun to watch here in this upcoming season, I think John Blackwell is going to be a big one. I think Blackwell has got a lot of the makings to be a pretty good shooter, a pretty good driver. And, I mean, he's got a hard nose. He gets after the ball. He can he can really fly. So I think John Blackwell is going to be a big incoming freshman to watch there for the Badgers in this season along with Tyler Wall. I'm going to go with Nolan Winter for my new player because – I think he can mix well with Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall. And he can also give Carter Gilmore that little bit more confidence in himself. Carter doesn't have to put so much stress, like kind of stress and pressure on him to come in if Stephen Crowell or Tyler Wall is in foul trouble because then you only have those three bigs from last year, basically. If either of them got into foul trouble, it was up to Carter Gilmore. Carter Gilmore couldn't get into foul trouble. Otherwise, you had no bigs left. So I think Nolan Winter will be a good match with those three guys. And then I'm excited to see I'm excited to see where Car- where Carter Gilmore goes this year. I hope we gain more confidence. I hope we see more out of him. We kind of did this early game of the season. Saw him be a little bit more aggressive with the ball offensively. And then I'm excited to see Connor Siege and I just want to see him go further than he did last year. Play more, play up to the level that everyone expected him to be at. Solid list right there. That was a solid list. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy. I'll give you that one. Well, Wisconsin fans, we got a lot to watch. You got four major sports right now. Well, technically only two major sports, but four teams. So, a lot to cheer for. Get out there. Cheer for the Badgers, Packers. Give the Bucks some support. And we'll see you all next week, Badger fans. Deuces, Badger Nation. Oh, <laughs>